0: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. Mm. Beyond Reason.
1: Number three zero. 30 we episodes. made it! Ooh, ah, so
0: crazy! We escaped our twenties.
1: Man, thirty—it's good. It's I'm excited about it.
2: Maturity, right?
1: There is a sense of <laughs> maturity. Yes, there is a sense in which uh, puberty is no longer. Yeah. Well, um, but well twi- hopefully, yeah. hopefully, right? Twenty. I don't know about the twenties, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people. <laughs> some people. Um, let's dive right into yeah. it, man. We Hold have on a topic. Hold on, what?
0: I mean, come on! I escaped the the garage. I'm not wearing this. That's outfit. true. That's My hair's true. Now. You know what? I was gonna
1: mention um, that his beard is a little bit like I don't know. I feel it's cleaner. It's longer, but it's cleaner. It has
0: That's like a different style. That's yeah. That's because I trimmed and fixed some things up. That was like two days ago, though.
1: We need to do like a competition where we rate your beard, <laughs> and every week it needs to be longer. It, it's
0: gonna grow every week, so.
1: By – so you can't shave until December.
0: Whoa. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, was think, I was thinking about February. but Yeah, uh, you okay. know it's
1: March,
2: right? Oh, so he said February.
0: <laughs> I said February. Wow.
1: So you can't shave till February, and we'll see how long that beard gets. Yep. And if the beard is, like, substantial – because, I mean, he can grow a full beard. Yeah. So if it's substantial, um, we need to do something about it. Like, we need to do some new something. Like or Are
0: we going to let our listeners, like –
1: chime in. I chime mean, I in? after it's like What's more it after it's more powerful. I say
2: he does one of those, you know, those uh, three braids <laughs> <on> the <bottom.
1: laughs> and then he braids it into one long one with the rubber bands on the bottom. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. you could do that with your biker hair and your biker jacket.
0: Yeah, sounds like an idea. Done. Do you, you do think do that's it? possible with your job or I mean, yeah. He said, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah. Come on now. It's like, I run this. He's like, I run this. But I yeah, let's this. start. Let's
1: start. Um, so Easter's coming up, Easter Sunday. So by when you're listening to this, you're probably a few days away from Easter, or maybe the day after Easter. Who knows? Whenever you're listening,
0: we're hopping right into it. But oh my
1: God! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. So so hopping into this uh, Easter topic, um, should Christians celebrate Easter? This is a debate that has been going on for quite some time in in different church circles and some churches refuse to celebrate Easter, some do. Um Jehovah witnesses who are not Christian, they oppose Easter as a as a holiday. In fact, they oppose all holidays including birthdays. So, what is our stance on on Easter? So, what do you guys got? As you guys are talking, I'm going to eat these mm-hmm delicious chips away from the mic but i will eat nonetheless i think from
2: what i see like i don't know if this is just my observation or whatever um i see a lot of churches do like they celebrate it but their reasoning behind it is for the kids and and it's similar to kind of like halloween. all the halloween like a hol- all the holidays like halloween they'll, they'll won't they won't they won't say halloween it's uh Dress-up day, or whatever you know, or in, in the same thing for Easter. You know, they'll have like an egg drop, or they'll have something for the kids. Cause, bendito, you know, we can't, you know, we have to do something for the kids. You know, so, so. That's from my observation. That's kind of what I see. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of churches out there that don't celebrate it, uh, but from just a couple of the churches I've been to they do something for the yeah they do like they an easter egg hunt yeah like they put some eggs in the ground you mm-hmm. have to kind of find them or something or whatever you know but they don't they don't celebrate it um but they'll do it indirectly i don't know if that makes sense
1: yeah i i don't know if there needs to be clarity on on what it is that we're kind of either talking about or celebrating um so you have the resurrection of Jesus, which is what the intent, I think, was what you mentioned. But then there's a like almost like a side activity that aligns itself with the Easter holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I think there needs to be a distinction and, and a point of clarity to understand what the differences are. And I would even say when it comes to even, um, like Halloween. You have uh, what's the first? The first is um, November first. It's uh, ah, it's like All Saints Day. All Saints Day is November first. Yeah. yeah, and then the day before it's the it's um, All Hallows Eve. Alla- All Hallows day. Eve, right? But it's a celebration of those that have been martyred. Mm-hmm. So, um, is it a a, a a way to it mimic the Halloween, Hallows Eve? Like, what is? Is it the other way around? Is it that Christians have been the originators of that holiday and then we had the pagans that came to celebrate in their own way? The same thing with Easter. Is it that the resurrection of Jesus occurred during this time period and you had pagans that uh, that shared the holiday or or is it along with the theories that you have today where Christianity is just a uh, collaboration of different ideas put together and we are just kind of celebrating myths. If you
2: think about, like, the programming, like, you know, you develop young as a kid, right? And if all you know is Halloween and dressing up, you know, like, I think the thought behind it is that the children are not capable of understanding something as as deep as the resurrection or as, you know what I mean? So instead of, you know, sitting down with your kids and saying, hey, you know, this is the reason that we're celebrating, it's almost like minimizing of an event because you're thinking they're just kids they're you know we're trying to make it fun instead of you know really kind of showing what the reason behind the holiday is I mean you could say
0: that but it's also in a sense conditioning because you'll have kids who are explicitly looking at certain things and seeing it as a normal day basis so then they start seeing everything as everything else as normal when they're growing up so we have like homosexuality going around and people are seeing that now in cartoons and shows. They're yeah. hearing it a lot more. So now they're seeing it as all just normal. As, as part to before where it was considered like a sin or it wasn't even legal to have anything or even talk about that type of thing before.
1: You got to push it through media as often as frequently as possible for it to become a norm. And that was kind of the philosophy uh, for Madonna. Uh, Madonna and, and when she came out, and she was doing music. It, sh- her music was very controversial, mm-hmm. particularly her music videos, and her concerts. But the philosophy behind what she was doing was, we need to, n- in order to normalize it, has to be frequent. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that it doesn't uh, provide shock and aw- shock and awe. And in, uh, in fact, we dis- desensitize you to the sensitivity of whatever you're seeing. So if you see. Um, what you mentioned, you know, with uh, homosexual relationships or um, uh, sexual promiscuity or whatever it is, is, show it enough and it'll be normal. I- interesting that she had that philosophy in, in projecting. She and I don't know how her kids are doing. I don't know anything about this lady. Right. But um, as she was raising her kids, she raised her kids to say, uh, we don't watch TV. In my house. Mm-hmm. Because I know what I do. To mold, I'm going to teach my kids what I want to teach them. So it's very interesting, the dynamic where many of of the families and the children that I know, they're they're engulfed in media, allowing media to raise our kids Mm -hmm. from uh, the television shows to social media to YouTube. You don't know what kind of commercials are coming on.
0: That reminds me of an interview I saw with uh, Johnny Depp. I think it was one of those late-night talk shows. They asked him, what does he he think about his characters? And he specifically says, I don't watch any of my movies, or my kids watch any of my movies. And I was just like, that's crazy. Like, you're playing, like, I think he's played, like, every single role possible. Like, criminal, villain, whatever. And yet, he has yet to see any of his movies. Hmm.
1: I know artists who don't listen to... So, like, hip-hop artists, they don't listen to hip-hop. Like, even... Christian hip-hop artists, they're they don't get inspiration by listening to their genre or they don't listen to music at all. You're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what do you listen to in the don't car?" Have time. Yeah, or they just don't choose to. Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, what kind of what kind of uh, music do you listen to?" I really don't listen to music.
0: Like the truth, the truth just says you listen to like the classics. Yeah,
1: like jazz mm-hmm. and just whatever. So you put out content, but don't really listen to what's going on. Not necessarily staying in tune with what's going on. And it's not a shot at anyone in particular. Um but it's interesting that fr- an artist, from the artistic standpoint, um, tends to shy away from 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 that. Even though th- the influence is this way, they kind of shy away from. what is it's super interesting. You know what I'm I, I was
2: reading an article that was saying um, I forget the exact ages, but they were saying that in early in your development, you like even the type of music that you listen to, like from age like 11 to like 16 or something like in that bracket. Um, that's kind of like the taste. Of course, you like all types of music mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but the the one that's the main type of music that you listen to is probably the type of music that you're going to be listening to for the rest of your life. And even though you might not think that that's true, if you think about it, you know, us as being in our, you know, late 20s, early 30s, um, the type of music that we listen to with that age bracket um, Even the newer version of like whatever, whether it be hip hop or whether it be any type of music, the new generation of version of that, it's very like, ugh, I don't even want to listen to it because our minds have been programmed to think, wow, that this this type of uh, genre is supposed to be like that particular way. So it kind of goes into the programming. You were speaking Mm -hmm. like on Madonna. It's interesting to me that um, I remember doing some research like just. I, the reason I, I did this research is because I thought one of my friends was brainwashed. Oh, <laughs>
1: so God. Here we go. Yeah, it sounds crazy. <laughs> here we go. Gee, take notes on this dude.
2: No, I thought one of my friends was brainwashed. So I was like, uh, is this, this person like going crazy or something like that? So I started doing research on brainwashing and stuff like that. And it's interesting that you mentioned even about Madonna. Uh, but one of the things that brainwashing has to do is it has to be continual. It has to be continual. You, in order for brainwashing to be solidified in, in a person, it has to be continually spoken to, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's kind of like that. Like, what, what is the conditioning? Is that there has to be a reason why Madonna doesn't want her kids to listen to because she knows the programming early on in that age bracket that's going to probably be with her for the rest of her life.
1: It's not just, you know, Madonna's kids are growing up now, but, and again, we don't know how their lives turned out. We don't know, we're we not prepared to even talk about that, but, yeah. um, but she's not a rare, she's not rare in that. You hear that from other artists. You hear that from, mm-hmm. from what you just said, you know, Johnny Depp or uh, many other artists who choose not to allow their children to, and some artists do, but when you're talking specifically, what is the content they're putting out? That's the piece. Yep. What are they putting out? And as a result of what they're putting out, they're molding their their, uh, the society. They're molding the world. They're molding to think a certain way, to have a certain influence, certain path. And yet they're saying, no, no, we don't do that. We don't do that at all. So uh, then it it's weird.
0: It just takes us back to then the church. Because in the church growing up, in my experience, was uh, we celebrated Easter. But during the whole growing up. Like you guys were saying, like Sunday school was all egg hunts, painting eggs, not really that much talk about Jesus. It just says Jesus' resurrection, sure. When you come meet your parents again, you're all praying in the end. But then as you're growing up, you start getting in the church and you're not like in Sunday school as per se. Then they start talking about the resurrection there. So then you start leaving the bunnies behind.
2: I remember I was on a, a missions trip to St. Augustine. It was like a mini missions trip with one of my churches. And we had to be housed at like a, a, like a person's house. So it was like three of us in at a woman's house. Um, the woman was like a single woman, but she had like a six-year-old, five-year-old, 5 or six-year-old kid. <laughs> and so I'm like in the car with this, ki- this kid that's sitting right next to me, and I'm describing to him like all these things about God. And he was grasping the material. And I was like, this kid is like brilliant. So I was like, you know what? Jesus is about this. Did you know about this? You know, he's like, yeah, well, you know this. I'm like, this guy is not five or six years old. But, uh, but it hit me at one point when the kid was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm only five. And so the reality is, you know what? I told him, I was like, well, you grasp everything I say. So don't let that be an excuse that you're only five. So I had, like, this grown man conversation with this five-year-old. So a lot of times we think, oh, man, <coughs> these egg hunts, or they can't grasp the material. Yep. But that's a lie.
1: Yeah, we dumb it down for them.
0: Jesus was eight years old teaching the temple. And sure, we could say Jesus, like, he, it's Jesus, but it's a kid, regardless. Eight?
2: Twelve.
1: Twelve. Twelve. twelve, twelve, yeah. twelve yeah. You're going to get an email. <laughs> they <Get laughs> email <for> somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: well, he yeah. w- we don't know no, but I had to be. I think yeah, yeah. Well yeah. Because so of his, um, yeah,
1: ethics. so I mean, either way, yeah. We 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 tend to dump things down for children, mm-hmm. assuming. So I think there's every child is different, mm-hmm. certain level of maturity. But if we keep kids uh, in a certain place, you know, uh, I think the fear is that you're robbing the child of childhood. But, um. I'm not sure how much I agree with what that means. They're still going to be a child, mm-hmm. and they, they're still going to play. They're still going to be creative. They're still going to use their brains. They're still going to have fun. They're going to be silly. They're going to do things in repetition. Um, but just like a sport, if you can get good at a sport, you play the sport with somebody who's better than you, right? Um, martial arts, if you're going to spar, you spar with someone who's better than you so you can get better, um, you, we tend to want to gravitate children to be at the same level as everyone else. That's kind of what we're taught. That's what we're fed to to make sure that they're all at the same level. You don't want to make them too advanced. You don't want them to hang out with the adults. Mm-hmm. But why not? Why can't they be around the adults?
0: They are our future.
1: Why can't they have conversation or join in or you know? In knowing that we're having conversation, we know their contribution is going to be l- less mature because we have more life experience and so forth. Uh, and we can teach them to hey, you know, just ask for permission to speak and so forth, but that become that create that disengages the child, mm-hmm. and so they they're gonna go off and play and be kids, and the next thing you know you have twenty five year old kid on your hands, he does how to grow up,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, we call it adolescence now, right, yeah, is like through twenty five or something like yeah it's crazy. yeah, but even the word adolescence or even uh, not even just the word, but in social dynamics like fifty sixty years ago, adolescence wasn't even a thing, like you were seventeen, you were a grown man, you know, but l- we have put this we had put like like regressed in the like social dynamics, i guess in one sense, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, so Easter, what do you got what what um what insight do you have as far as the celebration, why is it dangerous is are we doing it right I mean, I have some rebuttals, you know what I'm saying, I think.
0: <laughs> now just to be crystal clear with everyone, um I did grow up in a Christian household and we did celebrate Easter. Uh my family celebrates Easter hardcore. It wasn't until 2010 I no longer celebrate any holidays. That's just what I've been led to believe. Um I believe strongly in what Paul was uh speaking to the churches where I'll pull up the exact verse in one moment where he's talking about that. I'll pull it up for you. Where he's saying that some people can celebrate certain holidays while other people will see every day as holy. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. Every day is of God's. I don't set one specific day and say I will celebrate God on this particular day. Every day for me is a celebration to God. But in that regard, Easter. Now, those of you know, I came mostly or in and out of an occult background. So I was always taught right from the beginning everything about pagan holidays. So you have Easter, which from the Greco-Anglican word comes astara, E-A-S-T-R-E. That will mean fertility or spring in the essence of what we have now, spring and fertility. That comes from what we now know as the Babylonian religion, which is Ishtar. Mm. follows then that she was the goddess of fertility. And then they wanted to associate bunnies Because bunnies multiply in great multitudes. So it was basically the celebration of where you come together. And since it was spring, it was the dawn of a new age where you had the darkness, which was Tamaz, the god of darkness. And then you have Estara, which is the goddess of fertility. She's bringing in a new age, bringing in new lights. So then you have the equivalent of light and darkness. Mm. So you have Estara coming in. She's going to bring a new change, so a lot of fertility, and that was celebrated by massive orgies or giving worship to her by having, like, tons of sex. So then you'll see the Romans, or you'll see a lot of the republics at the time, or empires start rising by childbirths only because of during that stages. Mm. Wow, that's interesting.
1: So how does that... How does that... So when we talk about the historical consistency with the resurrection of Jesus. Um, You know, Christians are generally given this um, reputation, and it's true, where Where it says we copied, where where, where maybe either we copied or we tried to put a holiday, like Christmas for Mm -hmm. example. Um, We don't know when Jesus was born, but uh, the time period is not too far off From the Christmas holiday. So um, seeing that the the time period is not radically off, uh, but the day might not be right. We don't know. Uh, We can it's pretty it's pretty clear that um, that we are the ones who imposed ourselves on that holiday. Right. We can we can be consistent in that. But I'm I don't think that's the case the other way around. I think uh, because we're talking about Passover. Yep, Passover has been around for three thousand years, more than that. So during Passover season, this I- Passover season, Passover starts on 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 Friday. So I think in our in the quote Easter celebration or the resurrection celebration, so, so uh, acknowledging His death. Celebrating the resurrection from a historical standpoint, we're we're in the right. We're mm-hmm. we're in line with the history. Um, I'm just not sure where Easter falls into that. Whether the church is wrong for the actual celebration in general. I'm not talking just the eggs and and the, and the bunny. I don't agree with the eggs and the bunny. I think it is it is incorrect. Um, but the time period. Of the celebration, are we the ones putting it over a pagan holiday? Is the pagan holiday trying to rob the resurrection? What is it?
2: Well, I think, uh, even uh, just uh, you said something about you know Jesus' birthday and stuff like that, not to go too much into it, but um, this one guy, his name is Jonathan Kahn, a great Bible teacher, he's actually a, a messianic Jew. You know, I don't know if oh, it's dude yeah. with the
1: the real black beard. Yeah, uh, yeah, very, yeah, very,
2: very, very. I, in my opinion, he it's interesting, I, very, very good. But interesting. he he says that it doesn't even make sense for it to be around December, the where we even put You're it. You're talking Christmas, Christmas era or Chris, uh, Christmas time. He says that it, um, it would have to be like in like a Jewish holiday. So he said he puts it. Uh, the first month of Nissan.
1: The birth of someone needs to be on a Jewish no, no holiday. No, no,
2: no, no. Not necessarily the birth of someone, but because everything lines up perfectly with God, like in certain events. Okay. Like uh, he says, I guess th- that it would have to line up like with uh, certain things. He explains it a lot better than I can ever do it. Uh, but he puts <laughs> it—he puts it in the first month of Nissan in their their uh, calendar, and it actually puts it around March or April.
1: See, I've heard different. I've heard September, October.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, his explanation, when you listen to it, uh, you know, who knows at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, like we are only speculating. But when he puts it that way, um, you know, it really Mm -hmm. does make sense because of, you know, the time that he was born and the time that he dies, you know. But uh, not to say that there's any correlation of the time, you you know, day. But but if it's everything is um, perfect with God. There has to be, uh, you know, everything was perfect when the time of Moses and stuff, when it came to certain, um, not numerology, but certain li- uh, events. Maybe. I, w- I would
1: stuff. like to hear but that. Yeah, I would like to hear about what very he said.
2: I just think it's interesting <laughs> yeah. that if he, he dates it, and this guy is uh, a person who is Jewish, you know, and he puts it at the, the first month of Nisan for a particular reason, and it so happens to be in March or April.
1: Mm. Yeah, I would, l- I would like to hear that because the only thing we have are the, the geographical um, uh, cues and, and what we have in the text to allow us to navigate what time period. Beyond that, we would be using extra information to try to put on what is communicated in yeah, Scripture. Yeah. So that's dangerous. If, yeah. if that's what's being done, if we're, if we're trying to put on, you know, in that, what, what we can do. You know, again, is, is what what does the scripture say? What is the time period, um, and then and then try to assess based on the information we're given. And from from my understanding, and I could be totally wrong. Um, to my understanding, based on those factors, it's like a September time frame.
2: Based on what factors? Uh like
1: like uh, you know, um, uh, the time period when they were told to um, to for the census. So it's the census time period, oh, when okay. that would happen, the flocks, um, the the flocks, flocks being sure. outside, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, would it be all uh, of those would things. Would the
2: flocks be outside in December? Uh, uh, they no, would
1: not be no. in December. No, no. That's why it wouldn't be in December. But so. the time period, uh, the season, what, wouldn't well, be too far it off. It
2: would probably be towards one of their holidays. So the Jewish holidays. Not so necessarily
1: because the census was not run by the Jews. The census was run by the Romans. Mm. So it has not they don't give a crap about, you know, Jewish holiday. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, yeah. It, it depends. So I would like to listen in a, on this a lot guy. Of things yeah, to yeah. Study. It's worth yeah. A, a note That'll to be study. an episode. That's a whole episode yeah. right there to talk about uh, when. But uh, gee, you got something on uh, Easter?
0: I have the um, the legends of where it comes from Easter. So the story is called the Descent of Inanna. Inanna is what you call Ishtar, Oy. and then Damuzi. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Sumerian legend, Damuzi, which is Tamas. And then it says it's found in 2100 B.C. in a clay tablet. they found the story. And it says when Tomas dies, Ishtar is grief-stricken and follows him to the underworld. In the underworld, she she enters through seven gates and her worldly attire is removed. Naked and bowed, low, she is judged, killed, and then hung on display. In her absence, the earth loses its fertility. Crops cease to grow and animals stop reproducing. Unless something is done, all life on earth will end. After Nana has been missing for three days, her assistant goes to other gods for help. Finally, one of them, Inki, creates two creatures who carry the plants of life and water of life down to earth down to the underworld, sprinkling them on Inanna and Damazi, resurrecting them and giving them the power to return to the earth as the light of the sun for six months after the six months are up. Tamas returns to the underworld of the dead, remaining there for another six months, and Ishtar pursues him, prompting the water god to rescue them both, thus where the cycles of winter, death, and spring and life are formed.
1: Hmm. What, t- was so that 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 what was that? When uh, was that? Do we have a, a
0: time period? 2100 BC is when they found the cuneiform clay tablets. Mm. But we're talking about Babylonian times where mm-hmm. it was already written. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from my research, I've found that Babylon was like the founding where all religions stem from. That's mm-hmm. basically where Babylon is. Because mm-hmm. what we now know as Ishtar, we can. Oh, pagan religions. Yes, pagan religions. Because what we can now trace as, uh, for like Ishtar, it's Aphrodite. Greek Roman god I mean Greek god and then we have for the Romans which is Venus. Mhm. And then that can stretch on for
1: So where does uh the, the
0: comparison d- is when she went down for oh, yeah, 3 yeah, days yeah. to the underworld uh, and then was resurrected back to That's the life. That's
1: the parallel that that is that is trying to Correct. to happen. So then um that is interesting. That is interesting. So then um what I find even more interesting is how you know when when the serpent is uh, confronting uh, Eve? Uh, you know, did God really say? And um, and when we have the historical narrative of Scripture, which uh, if you look at uh, our previous podcast, um, the historicity of the Bible, check that out. We have some pretty good insight on that. Um, I think it's interesting that if there would be a parallel to to a historical narrative that would later take place, and this narrative is not a historical narrative, right? This one is a... Uh, what would this be classified as? It would be mythology, right?
0: Mythology, yeah.
1: So, if the mythology lines up with a later historical narrative, for me, that says someone read... Scripture, or was came in tune with Scripture to know that there would be someone, there would be something that occurs. Um I think the argument but against I think that is
2: that the Babylonian writing is pre, right? Pre, yeah, that's that's the earliest you can.
0: actually It's predated
1: go to to um, not the scriptures.
0: It's like it's the earliest that they can find ever of Eastern origin.
1: But I mean the scriptures in general. We're yeah, talking, yeah, so. we're talking Moses's writings and and so forth.
0: Uniform thirty two hundred. That's well, it describes th-
2: that era. Yeah. Um. So yeah. it has to be
1: because the events right there with it. You know. Yeah. The events of Passover happened. You know, over, th- over, three thousand years ago. Um. Well, well over 3,000
2: so years So you ago. have to think of the Bible is written with prof- prophetic books as well. So mm-hmm. there has, you know, if, if it predates, eni- yeah. Yeah. So if the enemy knows in search of, you know, that something's going to happen, then.
1: Well, whatever it Moses wrote, about, whatever it happ- he wrote about it after how many oh, centuries yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: of like 200, 300 centuries
1: of, yeah, yeah of everything. verbal tradition. Then it gets written down to say, hey, these are some things that happened. This is what they believed. These are some of the things that went on. Now me, <laughs> right? Abraham, none of that was written. Abraham didn't write none of that. Moses wrote about Abraham. Um, Isaac, none of that was written by them. Moses was the one who wrote that later on. Um, but I think.
0: You have some of those claims, though, like Enoch wrote some things. That's why you have the book of Enoch.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So it, that is that is a interesting because it almost makes it feel like uh, the Gilgamesh, like epic of Gilgamesh. I
0: mean, it's the same Babylonian.
1: Correct. So you have that story, and then you have the story of of the flood. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the the actual historical events that happen surrounding Jesus and how it happened, it's real tough on. That, but it makes it interesting for me it 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 doesn't it doesn't make it it doesn't make it look like oh well, then the Jesus account is what it makes it for me it looks like wow, even in pagan is- pr- prophesying about an a historical event that is to come
2: I think they t- would take it the opposite way, right they would say, look at all our writings, mm-hmm. look at all this." Look at the evidence, and it doesn't stop there with the Babylonian writings, right? It's um, it parallels in all these different religions, like even the 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 birth of Jesus, right? And and mm-hmm. like Mary and all this stuff. So like where we you know cause then right, you have but the story so of Horus, Horus was Horus. Dead there's right. So there's a lot of parallels that we see, yeah. but yeah,
1: we see that in in that movie, um, zeitgeist, and that's where we debunked. zeitgeist had been debunked, um, but that's where it's tough on their account because their account is, it it doesn't have the substance of the historical narrative. It never has the historical narrative substance.
0: I mean, one thing to quote, um, I mean, this is gonna be like completely out in the ballpark, but something that some people can reference to get a better grasp of it is, you take, for example, Rick Ross. You have Rick Ross, he he developed his own (laughs) persona and supposed history and then you have the real Rick Ross coming out of jail and saying, he's all fake. That's interesting. He's taking my name and everything.
1: That's interesting that you talking Well, would the point real freeway. Wasn't he the real freeway?
2: Wasn't Rick Ross a uh, correctional officer or something like that? The like the, the, the
1: hip hop the artist? Th- the yeah. artist. The hip hop artist. The hip hop artist Rick Ross. Yes, was a correctional officer. The actual Rick Ross. I uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no.
0: But it's something like that. So you take yeah. the false story, and just like. Change it up into your own style. Not, not a false story, but change uh, It's like you
1: take a persona take or something. Take a persona
0: right? and try to adopt it, but make it your own.
1: But how much it predates uh, the actual history. That's what I find interesting. I think
2: that's what, what uh, some people... like The way that you view it um, is coming from that lens, like... Um, like a Christian uh, lens, basically, but another. Well, person I'm, I'm, I'm
1: even trying to remove the Christian lens of it. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of this. Yeah, this story does not have um, historical weight. It has a m- mythical weight, and and it's talking about something that w- that had happened, but there's no historical pretense to it. I think whereas for another person. But um, where's script, where's whereas Jesus, though, there is. It's all historical, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's not just like they just so pull something like out of It's like to creep up
2: on right next to to bring validity to your own, but right. But uh, from another person's perspective, like a person that was maybe just programmed or or, or drawn towards the occult, they would see all these writings and they would be like, I can look back in history and see how Jesus in his death is fake, or he was just one of the teachers of. This is the real world religion. And it all stems to that Babylon mm. time. So you can easily get into some occult things saying we have the real truth.
1: But that's where you if, if so, we're, if we talk about like. Uh, spiritual religious systems, if you peel back the layer, so remove the lens of being a Christian, remove the lens of being a cultist, the argument. it it It, it collapses because you don't have. Historical backing, whereas the story of Jesus has historical backing, it has complete historical backing, so it just it makes the other story look bad, but if you're the
2: first one to put it on writing and then the other ones is just verbal, you know what I mean, then it brings validity on the other side, so it's like i, I I'm in agreement with you, mm-hmm. but I can see how other people might say. Yeah, it if can be the d- Babylonian writings. Yeah. This dates way before. Look at that. the The Bible copied us.
1: Well, the Gnostic writings predates the Gospel writings. The the so the the Gnostic Gospel predates the Synoptic Gospel, and so the reason for that is they. In that competition, they were like, "Yo, like we put it, let's put it to the We, paper, need, yeah. to, we need to put together the real because they're putting together the fake. So their narrative is the fake narrative. We need to put together the real narrative. When you compare both, removing whatever lens you need to remove, but when you compare both, you're like, "Well, this one has the historical data that has, is supported." Yes. This other one doesn't have the historical support, although mm-hmm. it is interesting to read it It doesn't tell an accurate story because it doesn't have the historical support, so you can be entertained by both, but without the historical evidence mm-hmm. to verify whatever document you're writing, it is just a story yeah it's so it's like almost anything. like
2: piggybacking off of the validity since the Bible is the one that is um has the validity from a historical standpoint, and it has parallels in, in these non, but they were the first ones to put it to writing. It's almost like a, a look at the validity of this one if it talks about the same.
0: Well,
1: it, wouldn't, it wouldn't even – so if you even talk about, let's say, and it might be way off topic, but if you talk about societies, you can't um, devalue Israel because their society formed formally – after Babylon, right? Babylon was already, I mean, currencies and writings and art and, and hierarchical systems and government. And, you know, you keep naming it. They were already a a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. They're already a powerhouse. So then Israel comes along and they're babies, but just because they came after doesn't devalue the validity or the reality that this is still a real nation and they also did these things but now when they did it and they had more backing, more evidence, they had more support they had because obviously God is is the one providing that um it becomes tough then on the person who predated him to say what have you been lying to us the whole time? Well, now you have a competitor, so yeah, we you've been lying to us the whole time.
2: It's interesting that, you know, after the fall, God already knew, God the Father in heaven already knew that he was going to send his His son mm-hmm. for, for a redemption plan. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting to me that, you know, these parallels exist, not just with Babylon, but like in Egypt. And so it's like different countries with the same parallels of what is yet to come. Yet it, uh, what, you know, it was a prophetic
0: thing. I mean, it's something I've talked about in the cult episode where it's... um. Satan likes using the same trick, uh, as above, so below. That's the mm-hmm. always the underlying thing in magic or the lima things like yeah, that, which is Satan likes copying God. He wants to be into that equals, like, equal spot. It's so like he there's no everything. creative juices in this There's trick. like no <laughs> creative juice, so he basically just does everything. Now, his mentality will probably be like, if I do it first, then I can accomplish whatever it is mm. or I can reach that state. So say like we were talking about briefly for the Antichrist – what does he want to do? He wants to basically have, quote, unquote, like the cult says, he wants to have his son so that he can become the God on earth and then his kingdom will reign. Wow.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. Um, You know, but I- if we look at um, the actual the resurrection of Jesus, the events of his death, so just the events of his death alone. Um a Myriad of accounts again go back into one of our episodes. It's called the historicity of well the historicity of the Bible, but then you also have the, historicity of the, the history of Jesus or its titled something like that Jesus. I don't know go back check out all the other just listen to all 30 um, we dive into the specifics of where the historical accounts came from who quoted uh, where where those books were found. All that stuff. um, And we go not just into the biblical accounts, but also the extra biblical accounts, which uh, allow for for us to to talk the way we're talking now with confidence. Um, But just the death of Jesus, there's so much evidence Mm -hmm. of, yeah, he he died. Uh, Even in the Babylonian Talmud, there's the record of him actually dying. And now, you know, and now the resurrection is where. The resurrection itself just posed so much um, controversy and it posed so much opposition to the Roman government that there was mass persecution as a result of that. So people were saying, yo, he resurrected and we're not bowing to to Caesar. We're going to worship Jesus. He proved himself. He's here. He showed up. Um, And the, the response of the Christian community. During times of martyrdom is insane because if it's all a lie, which it could be, right? People can be brainwashed if, if, mm-hmm. if you allow that, but there wasn't enough time in between. There was so, it was so minute of, of a time period where the persecutions happened that, uh, that people were actually growing in number as a result. Like you would think, if this is a lie and these dudes are getting hacked because it's fake. Yo, I'm not gonna, I'm not touching that. But if it's real, and the people not ha- only have been convinced it's real, but the evidence has been there for that it's real, they have no choice but to say, "Look, I get it. You're about to cut my head off, but I just can't deny who he. I just can't worship you because of what's happening." So off with your head, too. Um, the response, the 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 presentation to over 500 believers. Um, and probably even upwards of a thousand, you know what I'm saying? But up five hundred uh believers. Um you had uh uh his presence on earth, uh his ascension to heaven, the response of the church after his ascension to heaven. Like there were just so many things that happened um, you know, that that have been verified over time that it becomes it becomes tough to deny the actual resurrection. And that's the whole point is to deny the resurrection is to deny Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's what we bank our faith on. Paul says, if, if not for the resurrection of the dead, then what we are doing here is meaningless. We have no, we have no, um, no point in what we're doing. Actually, can you turn on that, that light, um, right there, turn on the light. Um, we're like operating in the dark here. Um, Boom. There it is. Look at that. Boom. Beautiful. Um, thank you. So there's like no point in, in us being even believers because the resurrection didn't happen. And if the resurrection that didn't happen, then we are the most pitied people. Not just because of what we believe, but everyone is still under condemnation. If Jesus did not resurrect, everyone no one has hope. No one. There is no hope in any other faith. There is...
2: Humanity is dist- destroyed. It It's doomed for destruction. Because we were already doomed for destruction without Jesus. So if he didn't... Re- uh, there's no resurrection. All humanity is lost.
1: When Jesus came, his ministry, he said very clearly, I did not come... Uh, uh, I did not come to to bring condemnation, you, you're already condemned. That's tough. That's powerful. Like we talk about, you know, John 3:16. In that chapter, he talks about, I'm not coming to bring condemnation. Like you're already condemned. It's not, I'm not bringing that to you. You guys are already condemned. I came to bring life. I came to save people. This is why I'm here. If not, you guys are doomed. Either it's me or it's nothing. Like that's that's the reality of what it is. Um, and if he did not resurrect, then that is we have no hope. Can't hope in, in any other religion because every religion is, is going to have the equivalence of working out your own salvation. Uh, inconsistency in terms of uh, what the expectations are, what the uh, morality should be. Uh, it's it's a power struggle. The heaven is is whacked out. You know what I'm saying? You just it's 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 tainted and it's based on sexual pleasures. Like it's just very strange. It's very very strange when you read them. Yeah, when you read it, it's very strange because it taps into our sin. It taps into what pleases us here for us to be physically or emotionally pleased somewhere. Like it's just a very strange place, um, and. And Jesus doesn't bring that. Like, he doesn't bring that, um, he doesn't bring that. And it's, it's, and uh, the more I think about, like, the different promises of different religions is, like, so whacked out. And the lack of hope that we have in all of those systems, if Jesus did not resurrect from the dead, Paul is absolutely right. We have no, there is no hope. There is no hope. No reason to be here. Done. Um and so the the historical narrative is there it's that's the attack
2: i think uh when you think back at the historical standpoint as well is you were talking about like in the book of acts it talks about like the early church after jesus ascends he he, uh the promise of the holy spirit came and so in this time period physically people were doing miracles so so the spirit of god was still in operation and so that's what gave validity to
1: correct ushering in the new era right correct
2: so so it's not that he doesn't that he left us alone and we didn't have no power so it was almost like this is the evidence you want evidence here's the evidence that i resurrected that i came in power and you're going to have power as well because I have overcame the world. You overcome the world. And so the evidence is there with we, just like the, the, the people in the early – in the book of Acts and the early church and whatever documents are there. Um, and the things that they were doing even – the Bible um, describes even Peter healing people from the shadow. Jesus didn't even do that. His shadow, Peter's shadow would heal, heal somebody that was sick. His shadow. And it, it just increased, and even Jesus said it, you know, the greater things you would do, speaking to his disciples, like, when I leave, it's about to go down. So that's exactly what happened, and it just gave validity for those that could, could ever claim, no, the resurrection didn't happen. At that time period, it was so evident that there, w- there was nothing they could do. It just spread like wildfire because there was nothing you could do when people are willing to die for it. And it's not just like a martyr like we see, like, you know, in other religions, they martyr for, for a particular reason. Th- these people were getting martyred and didn't even, there was no, nothing, to do, they were getting persecuted. Nothing to, do, they were, f- had no blame, but they were, you know, persecuted and yet power. When you read the book of Acts, you see Paul Paul and Peter just worshiping God and these supernatural acts of God that the, the the doors get unlocked. Like crazy things were happening and it was so evident that it gave validity to everything.
1: And and that power can be seen when a people are going through that kind of stuff. Uh, um, if if anyw- anyone is wondering, you know, why don't we see the power of God? Why don't we see these things happening or these... Insane healings, or or the presence of God, and all of that. Um, Generally, you you see the miraculous of what God's doing when you're under persecution, when you're going through your hardest time, when you've lost everything, when you don't know when your next meal is. But we're comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like there's our need is for many uh, uh, people, not everybody listening here, but let's say I'm talking about, let's say for me, you know, the need is in the midst of your riches. How do you. Are you aware of your idolatry? I'm coming after your heart. I'm molding you into the image of Christ. So I don't you don't need The miracle, necessarily, you don't need to see the miraculous or this physical power because I'm humbling you. I'm turning your whole world upside down so you can reflect Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But when you're going through your illest problems, the most miraculous situations happen. You see the healing. You talk to people. Um, You know, um, uh, I remember a dude, he was, uh, and I probably told the story before, but. He was, like, on his, um, like, he was, like, done. You know what I'm saying? And he and, 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 and I had an opportunity to pray for him. And and I looked at him, and I was like, man, I don't know why I'm telling you this, because that, that's not the type of dude I am. But when you go back to the doctor's office, they're going to see you have nothing. And what you were supposed to get done, you're not going to get done. And I don't attribute that to me. He was in a desperate moment at that time, and God chose at that time to reveal himself to him through that situation his back was against the wall he had nothing he was he was you see what i'm saying so and and the miracle came a- in the midst of that and so what essentially what i'm saying is when you talk about the the disciples you're talking about dudes in prison you're talking about guys who had zero dollars to the name you're talking about no family to bail them out, nothing. Like this is this is it. There's people pursuing them to kill them. And through that persecution comes this insane uh these miracles that happen. Like God responding through that scenario. So I, he's I wonder up.
2: I always wondered this, and this is just a thought in my mind. You know, whenever someone gives an altar call and stuff like that, I want like I've never heard this in my life a pastor do this or a preacher do this um, but if a pastor would give an altar call and says you're going to ha- if i'm going to point a pic i'm going to paint a portrait for you in your mind you're going to go through a lot of trials and tribulations people are going to hate you nobody's going to love you. nobody's going to like you because you're light god your life is now dead if you want to accept god and you want to accept all the afflictions that come with it but it not only he doesn't leave you with afflictions, he fills you with a supernatural love and joy. But it will be a life that is temporary pain, but at the end of the, your life, you'll have everything. Who wants to come to the altar? I never heard that. But that's the reality and what Jesus kind of described. Maybe I go a little too extreme. Forgive me. But that's I'll the take re- it. But that's the reality. Uh, we paint the picture of comfort. You know what I mean? We paint the picture like, you don't even got to stand up. Just put one finger on your lap. Like, d- how, co- how much comfort can I get that I can't even declare verbally in front of a congregation that I love Jesus? So, so at the end of time, that person that put that finger on the lap, what's going to happen to you when the, anti- when the Antichrist is on the scene?
1: When chopping dudes' heads off.
2: Chopping dudes' heads off. You know, where's the boldness? If you weren't bold for a congregation of 15, come on.
1: I was reading, because I'm reading a devotional on prayer, Tim Keller. Oh, yeah. And he talks about, um, and I hope I'm not getting this wrong, so forgive me. Um, but he talks about, and I'm thinking about it now even, how Paul never prayed, or or in his writings, in 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 all of the letters that he wrote, he never... <laughs> <laughs> There's no joy. <laughs> no, 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 no. He never wished them out of their circumstance. Like he never prayed that uh they would get out of their circumstance. Like he never was like, I hope God like removes you from your persecution or that you know you have all the food you need. Like he never prayed like any of that. There was zero <laughs> <that>. <laughs> prayer well, for well, the people if about if Going
2: that. into <laughs> if going into it you you portrayed that it was going to be a tough life, and you say, you know what, in the midst of that, sign me up. There would be no need to have any type of comfort because you know this life is temporal. Mm-hmm. And you read the, the the writings of Paul. He says, dude, this is nothing. This is told a temporal. You. Told you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I told you. whats well, what it is. So we're going back to Easter, though. <laughs> was that a tangent? or It was a tangent. And but and it half. was good because we
2: talked about a lot of things. It's Bible on, we like We talked that. about
1: parallels. Uh, but go back to G's thing. Romans uh, 14. 14.5. 14 it says, uh, this is NIV. I couldn't find uh, the other one. Uh, one person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regrets one day as special, does so to the Lord. For they give thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord to give thanks to God. For none of us live for ourselves alone, and none of us die for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live, we die, we belong to the Lord. It's true.
0: And I mean, it ties in I mean, you guys said it was a tangent, but it ties into everything what we you guys were saying, though, because in that regards, a lot of people like to say, um, oh, we just don't do certain things only because it's not in our right conscience. Or you will have some people throw out like Deuteronomy twelve nine, where it says. Um, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way for every abominable thing. And they continuously say things like that, but not in the regards of saying, like, I'm doing this for God. It's just. They want to seem righteous. They want to seem holy. Mm. So they don't do certain things or they don't say certain things. But yet in their mind, it's not for God. It's for themselves Mm. or for other people to see. Or for other people to see. Exactly. So you'll have the Jehovah's Witnesses. They won't do necessarily or they don't want to say where they get their research. They don't want to say who's doing their research. They'll just say you can't celebrate it. And then the people... As regards to be seen as holy, they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, God said or God instructed our ministers or our leaders to not do s- that certain thing. So we won't do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, in
0: that regards, like what well, Paul is saying, count the days as holy. If you count one day as holy, do so as to the Lord. But if you see every day as holy, count so what as What would the you Lord. say
2: if someone says, that's so extreme and I'm a Christian, but... How can I live in this world? I'm living in this world. L- can I live my life? Can I do certain things? Like, what would you say to a person is like, <laughs> John, I can't do John, nothing.
1: Basically, John was asking, said, let me
2: live. That's what John's <laughs> saying. No, but I, I mean, I go if anything, I go into the other spectrum, but I'm just trying to put my, myself right, right, right. in somebody else's mind. Like, what would I you I say to a I believe
0: Paul like talks that? about that somewhat with food. Um,
1: also in Romans. I think also yeah. in Romans 14
0: think so. Romans 14, uh, let me see. I think it's on here. Yeah, Romans 14, 1 through 23, where he says, um, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but do not quarrel about over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while a weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own mass that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld. For the Lord who is able to make him stand, one person esteems one day as better than the other, while another esteems all day alike. So it's all about, really, where you stand in the faith. Sure. Like, for me, for example, I eat. Like, I'll eat eat bacon. I'll eat shark. I'll eat uh, gator. (laughs) He said shark. Yes. I'll eat. Hold on, hold on. Rewind (laughs) that. For me, it's (laughs) food. Where do you get shark? For me, it's food. It's a blessing (laughs) from the Lord. Absolutely, and like for the days, I don't like people come up to me like "Happy birthday, Gia," or like they'll give me Christmas gifts, uh, Valentine. Like, like I told my girl strictly, we started dating in February, and I told her from the get go, I don't celebrate Valentine. <laughs> don't expect <laughs> anything like Valentine's. Like Day. <laughs> I gave her as a, as a <laughs> gesture, as a respect, because she celebrates it. Like I gave her uh, a rose and a gift, but I was like, I don't celebrate holidays, period. And to my family, they can always be having like four Christmas trees. Yes, my mother puts up four <laughs> Christmas trees. but <sighs> I Four? Don't, yeah. dang bro. Two outside, two inside. But I don't celebrate oh, I holidays. See, yeah. But for me, it's every day is to the Lord. Like I wake up and I'm giving thanks for the resurrection, for the birth, for everything. Not just speci- I don't have to be specific for one day because some people focus just strictly on one day or the mainstream view of that one day. And they get consumed by that. Mm. And for me, it's all for God. What I eat, what I wear everything it's like what paul also talks about to be in constant prayer i think prayer is not essentially what you say or it's also what you do for me it's a it's a lifestyle
1: lifestyle. i i tend to agree with you um as far as the way i view things i view things every day is is the lord's you know and 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 to be honest just to be totally transparent with the people listening and people at this table I get why we celebrate resurrections you know Sunday. I get it because it's like yo Jesus resurrected on this day x number of years ago um the Easter part I don't agree, so the 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 kids you know hunting and stuff now that I have a kid <laughs> hunting it, it, whatever yeah, hunting rabbits <laughs> and <laughs> murdering rabbits um, you know like uh I I think we're going to allow her to participate just to see her run around and be, you know, because it looks cute and she gets just really just for her to run around so she could take a nap <laughs> at two <laughs> o'clock. Um, but, you know, the reality is w- our responsibility is to teach her what's real mm-hmm. and what's right and for us not to get caught up in that season, right, Easter Um But to recognize this is the time period where Jesus resurrected. So if you want to be super geeked about the fact that during this time period, this is what happens. I think it is a good acknowledgement from a historical standpoint to reaffirm the historicity of that date, just like the Jewish tradition has always historically stood by the holidays.
2: Yeah, they I they I always d- remember. They always set up. They always, the Jewish people always set up a monument. Mm-hmm. They always set up. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Even when he's talking about the Passover, he, it was no accident that he died in the Passover. He's the Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. Everything's parallel. So he's literally e- like to remember and to r- do a holiday. Jewish people to this day have holidays. They still celebrate the, the Passover. Mm-hmm. And that was the times of Moses. So it's always good to remember,
0: you know, because they've
1: been consistent as making sure the it's 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 the historical implications.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but uh, it's it's like um, I don't negate any of that. A lot of people usually hear me say I don't celebrate holidays, but they're like, oh, then you don't believe in the resurrection or stuff like that. It's nothing to do with that. I'm not a Jehovah's Witnesses believer in that aspect. I still know resurrection happened or. For Christmas, people can say like, oh, Jesus' birth, and I'll be like, what we were talking about earlier, what you guys were talking about, it's like, oh, he wasn't born on that day, but I'll still recognize his birth. Yeah. That's right. something to yeah, be clear yeah. Correct. from the get-go. Yeah. Correct.
1: but and, and what I was going uh, to add to that statement before was um, the transparent piece was I don't quite I, – I understand the reasoning because of the historical piece, and I agree with that. What I don't understand is the over I don't know. I uh, For me, and, and it could just be me, but we worship Jesus all the time. We talk about the resurrection all the time. He's his birth, and uh, we talk about that all the time. So it's the same for me all the time. It's as important every time. Even talking about it now is just as important um, as carving out that day, and that's just for me. So I observe all days. I'm, I'm like you, G. I kind of observe all days the same. In that regard, but I and, and I don't necessarily hold one day to be more holy to say no because it happened on these yeah, days. Yep. These are the days where I have to wear different clothes or wear my hair a certain way or have a certain feast at my house. No, let's do that in June. Let's do that in yeah. January. Let's do that day. You want to do that t- this Saturday? Let's do it this Saturday. Like I don't. I personally don't feel that we need to carve out specific things for it to be. Um, it, I almost feel as if it's fictitious.
2: Yeah, I, I think it kinda goes into what we were reading. Because for you that you your faith allows you that as a Christian. But there's another there's another brother or sister in the faith which is okay. That yeah. that completely wants to wear the suit on Sunday. Or um like I'm I'm with G as well. Um like even though I don't believe that the 25th of December is Jesus's physical birthday. I still celebrate, like I celebrate God every single day, but I will like, you know, use that day to be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to celebrate God. So, so I, my faith allows me that, but for another believer, maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So it's always to the discretion, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as there's no blatant sin and then you're like doing sacrifices in front of a tree or something mm-hmm. because you're doing pagan practices. Mm. But that's the reality of life. There's some people that will do it. There's some people that won't.
1: Well, there, you know, and, and, and our church, they are, they'll say, you know, invite people. Uh, when you talk about Easter, right? So the Easter Sunday, invite people because for some reason people seem to be more open. To coming to mm-hmm. church or to hearing about Jesus or to be have the discussion about the historical piece of that during this time period. So now that we have the uh, since since it's available, take advantage of the opportunity to speak upon it, which I don't think is bad. Capitalizing on that, you know, even on on the Christmas or, or Thanksgiving again, I'm I'm good like I. I'll, I don't care. I'll eat eggs and, and white rice and eggs, like, for Thanksgiving. Like, I don't really care too much about yeah. all that. So I think honestly. it becomes more of a tradition. Correct. Rather than yep. a holiday. Right.
2: So So, you know, I celebrate Christmas out of a tradition or the programming I have as a boy, you know. And then the same thing for, for Easter. There's probably a lot of people that grew up. Little boy, little girl, their mom forced them to go every Easter. And so now as an adult, the compulsion is to do that Correct. out
1: of tradition, not out of love. Correct. You yeah. Know? I mean, and, and in, in that, it, the opportunity is still there, though, to share and yep. to remind right. and talk. And, and the time off, like in Christmas or Thanksgiving, the time is – you have the time off. Uh-huh. So now that people have time off, people are flying in from all over the world to be together with family I don't think that's a bad thing. It's beautiful. It's, I like, it's I not a bad it. thing to to have those moments to be able to come together. Um, I just don't uh, the overemphasis of it being like, yo, this is the absolute holy day. I
0: mean, in regards to that, it's something that Paul talked about in Galatians eight through eleven. He says, "Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those by nature that are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world?" whose slaves you want to be once more. You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Mm. And that's, he's talking about specific days that's or perfect, years. Man. Well, what was the verse again? The Galatians eight, uh, t- 8 through 10. And it's Galatians 4. Galatians 4, 8 through 10 and he's basically just talking about certain days that we put so much emphasis or the Galatians at the time put so much emphasis for like new moon festivals or whatever new moon yeah. sabbaths and that's things like uh tradition the early elders even we're talking about to Jesus why are you doing this on a sunday or on the sabbath i mean yeah. and yes like so i am the sabbath baby <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. it's not about religion it's about god and yet we put so much focus on it now sure we can have some pagan influences try to come in and that mean that started when what council of nicaea i believe is when uh, they council started nicaea yeah, yeah council of nicaea yeah they started implementing actually the worship of easter but that was all in the conversion of back in the day the roman catholic church trying to merge the pagan religion so that the pagans can actually celebrate the christian holidays so that they can easily convert so it's kind of like combining all in one so the attempt Christians was the other way
1: right the attempt was the other way so it w- it was mm-hmm. meant to say oh this is your story well, this is our story. So you see how it kind of relates? So you mm-hmm. can be Christian. It was meant to be that, but it ended up creating a new system yep. to where you have, like... Uh, no, both of them. The yeah. The buddies and the... Right. Or the you have the, all these different virgins. So and it makes sense why
2: all these, uh, the Easter, resurrection, Christmas, the supposed birthday of Jesus, you know? Yeah. Why they're kind of lining up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, in conclusion, that's, that's where we're at. I mean... You know, if if you celebrate, make sure you're celebrating the historical resurrection of Jesus with your family. Make sure your kids understand that. As far as Easter is concerned, X that out of your life. Uh, churches, if you're doing Easter egg hunts, be convicted by that. Um, you I know, mean, make you sure some
0: churches nowadays now switching it up to Resurrection Sunday. They're switching up, up to oh Resurrection yeah, Sunday. Most of them do, yeah, but, but
1: still doing the Easter egg hunts outside and so forth. Um, you know, it's just a game. It's just for the kids. It's just a game. You know, whatever. And and again, I'm I'm gonna be the hypocrite where I'm cr- I'm saying this right now, but on Sunday, my kid is gonna be hunting for some you know artificial eggs because I want to see her run around. And I need her to take a nap at two o'clock when we get home. And that, that's <laughs> so the reality. That's the that's real life. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it'll be cute to see her run around. But yes, it is our responsibility as parents, as ministers of the gospel, to make sure that we're being. Uh, truthful and saying, look, this isn't what we should be celebrating because of everything that G had read. Um, g- this is the pagan holiday. This is what it means. This is a representation. This is what the symbols are. Be smart. Get studied up. Get understanding. And there might be some areas where you don't have full understanding. Continue to research. I'm going to do more research on what you read uh, on the um, what was it? The tablets and the... the, the, gest- th- C- the uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I want to do more research on it so that I have better understanding. Uh, I'm pretty convinced from what I've already communicated. But I want to learn more and get more background. Because I think it's important. Because those things are going to start to come up even around,
0: more. Um, cuneiform actually existed or was set in stone. Uh, t- well, literally set in stone. That, was not, that wasn't a pun. Boom. But um, <coughs> 2000 BC is when actually everyone started using actual cuneiform. 3200 is when that story was written. Death of Death of Nana. But during that time, I was reading during 2000s was around Abraham's time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So you have that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So then, you know, we would have to see all that stuff, all that research. I want to get into that uh, more even at a later date. Uh, But, yeah, get your congregation, I mean, studied up. Give them the real talk to them. Talk to your kids. Make sure they understand what's going on. Uh, And don't be led astray by all kind of philosophies and doctrines and. Parties and things that may seem convenient because we have to give an account to God at the yep. end. Um, so we love you guys and we are signing out. Says Mike the Baptist.
0: Geology. JMO.
1: See y'all.